0: Yo, what is up? Welcome back to the Heat Check Podcast. It is Troop here, and it's your boy Woo. And today we're gonna to be doing our top 100 NBA players going into next season. Obviously, this is a new series we are starting. It's gonna be a 10 part series. So today we'll be doing 100 through 90. And uh, yeah, just more on this series. Um, like I said, it'll be 10 parts. It'll be coming out probably about once every week is what we're aiming for. Um, but before we get into all this basketball, we wanted to talk about football just for a brief second. Um, our next football podcast will, pop, will be the next podcast we drop, which will be a quarterback tier list. And then also on the topic of series, um, you guys know how much we love Guest the Lines. That's something me and Payne have always done. Um, this will actually be our third season of Guest the Lines. So that will be returning for the NFL season once football is finally back. And since we're talking about it so soon, you can tell we do miss football a ton because this little dry area of just like no playoffs because, you know, finals are done. We just have regular season baseball this is like the worst time for sports because you're yeah. just waiting for the NFL season and playoff baseball. So, right. Yeah. That's why we're doing stuff like this, making a top hundred for the NBA. And now, yeah, Pen, you want to get
1: into the tiering or not tiering, uh, the criteria The criteria. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, basically Chandler and I, we made this criteria sheet, um, three main things, weighted attributes, which is basically just is, you know, the player's skill, um, projection and weighted intangibles under skill weighted attributes thing we value the most is scoring with volume slash efficiency so basically every every superstar in the nba um second thing we value high volume shot creation scoring gravity so that's most superstars unless like whenever clay thompson was in his prime his scoring gravity wasn't that great because He's not a guy who can get to his spots off the bounce. Mm -hmm. That's like something, you know, he's like an outlier as a superstar whenever he was at his peak. Um, Third thing we value the most, high-volume playmaker. So, for example, somebody like Chris Paul, Doncic, Draymond. And then the fourth thing under skills is defense. So on-ball defense like Ben Simmons, Giannis, or Lou Dort, or off-ball like DeJounte Murray or Draymond. You got intangibles, four things real quick. IQ, leadership, your motor, and experience. And then under projection, um because we're talking about the the top 100 players going into next season Mm -hmm. so we're projecting obviously so thing we value the most a your age if you're younger age with skill set the younger the better um positional bias is the second thing we we value we um the wing is the most valuable position in our eyes then Mm -hmm. point guard or guards then the big man and then it all depends on your situation for example if you're a high production player with bad teammates and a great seed which that's very unlikely but the most common example i can think of would be Luka Doncic if you consider his teammates bad then he's a player like that where we value you know like the carrying aspect like LeBron in 07 exactly. something like that and then all the way down you get the picture or like Damian Lillard right and then and then <laughs> exactly and then um thank you Chandler. and then size and then size is uh the last thing so yeah so let's get into it um starting at the number 100
0: spot and also um just one thing to add yeah. before we get into it we're also going to be trying to name um, or not name, but we're going to be saying whether we think this player is going to be higher or lower on this list coming into next year, and if we know where they went to college or if they went to college. So right. just like some prediction slash like trivia, trivia oh, no. that me and Payne see if we know because obviously we have all these guys on the list, but we don't like have their full profile next to them. We just know them for how we know them. Right. So yeah, get into number one hundred, Payne.
1: Yeah, so uh, number one hundred is Miles Turner plays for the Indiana Pacers. He's a center. Um, past season he averaged twelve point nine points one assist, 7.1 rebounds, shot roughly 50, 51% from the field, 33% from um, from three, and 1.3 turnovers. Little notes on him. He ranks in the 99th percentile in rim protection, so he's a great rim protector, 98th percentile in rim shot quality, and he's a solid post-up player. Um, and uh, he can do a little bit of isolation stuff too. He Yeah. Oh, sorry, ahead. cut you no, off. Go ahead. I was say,
0: he's a, he's a really good player. Um, he's kind of diminished because at least coming out of college, people thought he was going to be a lot better, and he's kind of just – slummed to this role for the Pacers, kind of just their um, rim and run-and-go big man. He right. just kind of defends the rim. Like you said, he's a, an elite rim defender. Um, But, yeah, he's kind of been a letdown from what he was projected to be. I do know that he went to Texas. That's correct? I think so. I'm like 99.9. So uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. He went to Texas. Right. And um, when it comes to whether I predict he will be higher or low on this list, the fact that he's at 100 – uh, I'm just going to go lower. I don't think he, his role is getting bigger with the Pacers. Okay. I just see him maybe like falling out of the system if he, if later on in the future. But okay, yeah, he, he's not going to get much higher than this if he were to.
1: Okay, um, I agree with Chandler on the fact that I don't see him getting much higher, but I do think he could get higher okay. only only because of the trade with Demontis Sabonis. Um, Sabonis going from the Pacers to the Kings, I think that opens up a little bit more for him on the defensive end as far as rebounding because the the one of the big reasons I think. Well, I wanted to put him here, and you may agree with us, is the fact that he only averaged 7.1 rebounds as a big man. That's pretty that was, bad. That was kind of a glaring flaw in my eyes, but I think his rebound numbers will go up, which I think will make him more valuable in my eyes, like from a raw numbers standpoint. Yeah, so actually, could, especially especially next year, man, he
0: could definitely go up. Like you yeah. said, with Sabonis being gone, he will have a chance to be yeah. the primary big man where he's been a secondary his whole career, well, not his whole career, but right. since Sabonis has been there.
1: Right. Um, it, all right, so number 99 is Isaiah Hartenstein. This guy may not be very familiar um to you know just the nba world um, to you casuals. yeah to you casuals uh he played for the clippers this past season he averaged 8.3 points 2.4 assists 4.9 rebounds shot 62 percent from the um from the field 46.7 percent from three granted he only took 0.4 three-point attempts a game so, Very low volume, yes so right that number. Um, he graded out excellent in every offensive uh play type this past season that's per synergy and he's going to have more usage with the Knicks because he did go to the Knicks and he's going to be the starter over Mitchell Robinson, which I think he should be. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually basketball reference predicts him or projects him to have 17.7 points per game. Wow. So his, his uh, production is definitely going to go up. I wanted to put him at 99 um, and he could be higher based off of like where he was going to be projected. Um, But, Based oh, off
0: what he's done so far,
1: right? Uh, what he's proven, I think you can only put him there. Mm-hmm. Honestly, um, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, I just for uh, colleges, I if he went to college, I got no, I clue. Have no um, I have no idea, I have no idea. But for like you say, him going to the Knicks, I think is a big way, um, for him to fall into a new role where he, like you said, he's going to be a starter. He's going to be able to actually get minutes, um, not just be a role guy, right? Uh, so I would say for his availability on the list next year, I would say. I I have to guess he could go up just for the mere fact that he's going to be getting way more minutes than he ever has. Right. So next year Isaiah Stock going up. That, that's all I got to say. I agree. I love
1: <laughs> I love the Isaiah Stock. I think he, you know, he has he, he has more room to improve for sure with all those minutes. Um, going to number ninety eight, Cal Kuzma, averaged seventeen point one points per game this past season, uh, eight and a half uh, rebounds, three and a half assists, forty five percent from the field, thirty four percent from three. Um, one thing I noticed about him is he has very, very nice passing creation quality. I think that's a result of in transition. He's, he's really good at finding the open man because he's, you know, he's long, he's versatile. Um, and he kind of has some of that downhill stuff where he can drive and create. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something that's definitely going to be, uh, going to be huge for him in the coming seasons. Um, Kyle Kuzma played for the, for the Utah Utes, um, Utes, not Utes. I'm blanking. No. I think they are the Utah. They are. Aren't they? It, it doesn't sound right. It doesn't mean. sound right, but I thought they were the Utes. Yeah, it is. Okay, okay. I, I'm I, not I, know, I did not know that. That was respect. Respect I for knowing that. I, I did not. I didn't want to be tripping, but, uh, yeah, I, th- I thought it was the Utah Utes. But, yeah, so you played for them in college. Um and uh, I think he could definitely go up because he's still young, and he's already you know he averages 17 points per game. Yeah. And being a, on a team like the Wizards, his usage could be, could grow way even more, more yeah. and de- and develop even more. I mean, from what we know from Kuzma, I mean, obviously
0: the casual NBA fan remembers him as being LeBron's little puppet. Um, but you know, as most Lakers players are, GM had to ship him off, and he went to Washington, like me and Paymer Sand. Right. And yeah, I mean, his usage went up. He's averaging 17 points. I mean. Good for Kyle Kuzma. No one, when he got traded, I remember everyone was roasting him because he's a very uh, flamboyant dresser, I'd say. And people were giving him a hard time just that, oh, this guy doesn't care about basketball. He just likes to get dressed <laughs> for the games. He, yeah. he can't even play. And he proved it. I mean, he wasn't a big role in the Lakers at all. And he came to the Wizards. He showed that he can score. He can actually develop his game. So, yeah, I mean, for those all those reasons, I think Kuzma is going to be
1: improving over these next few years, mm-hmm. just like he's shown in recent history. I agree. I agree. Um, Coming in at the number ninety-seven spot, we have Spencer Dinwiddie. A- averaged thirteen point seven points per game this past year. Now uh, five point two assists and uh, four point two rebounds. Um, now, granted, uh, with Spencer Dinwiddie, he averaged I'm pretty sure fifteen point eight with the Mavs, and only like twelve point nine with the Wizards because that trade was midseason. Mm-hmm. He only shot thirty eight percent with the Wizards, but he shot forty nine and forty splits with the Mavs, which mm-hmm. I think is really uh, is really telling of you know his role, and then also he's you know, playing on a better team and also playing alongside Luca Doncic I think is huge. And he um, held their playoff push. So. E- exactly. So uh Spencer Dinwiddie he at number ninety seven um, very solid in college where did he play? I'm not positive.
0: I I don't know. I'm gonna be honest. I, I'm gonna, I c- i could not even throw a guess. I'm gonna try to find find it yeah. real quick. Yeah, look it up real quick. But I mean just for overall Spencer Dinwiddie, like we said, on the Mavericks with Luca, I think his career got a lot better. He was on the Nets as you all remember um struggled with injury then to the Wizards and then there might have been one team in between there but if I'm almost positive then to the Mavs. Yeah. And yeah, like I think this playoff push definitely increased his stock a lot made made people respect him a lot more. You talked about his splits from joining the Mavs from the Wizards. Yeah, he shot a lot better. I to be honest, he's not a very good defender. I yeah. worry that for those reasons he might fall off. Maybe not mm-hmm. next year but in soon in the next coming years. Um, I'm gonna say next year. I still think he maybe improves on this list a teensy bit, like maybe yeah. one or two spots, just because the fact he's playing with Luca. But besides that, I don't think Spencer Dinwiddie could get much higher. So I'm gonna say even. I don't. I don't see him improving. Or, okay. or declining. I don't.
1: Yeah. I could see That's about accurate for me what the what I could see um, with Dinwiddie is uh, I could see him going up this next season and then dropping. Yeah. And then dropping—that's that's that, that, kind of like what you were saying. Yeah. Um. Because then role will go up with Brunson leading, exactly. And, yeah. Uh, having more usage, and then you know his offensive game can even grow even more. It's just whether the Mavs are good or not. Right. Is whether he sticks around. Right. Because if the Mavs
0: aren't too hot, then I think he his time in the league might be a little short lived.
1: And 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 also, um, like you were saying about the defensive side of it, I'm pretty sure Denwitty's like 29, so he's nearing that he's he's nearing that mark where like. You see these two way guards, or the, not two way guards, but you see these like shooting guards um, who you know Start like to fade. like Harden, Beal, not not good defenders at all at age at ages similar to his. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Den Woody will kind of go into that little phase of where you know maybe learn. Yeah, he might just try to use experience rather than like intensity in wear and tear on his body on the defensive end so i could see him regressing i, I could see him going up this next season the regressing like what Chandler, was I think that's a really good way to say yeah it. um next guy tj warren tj warren was out for the uh past Peck, season wah, wah. um he was hurt but this guy is i like him bubble tj is still in our minds Yeah, if bubble, you guys remember that right and that's why he's at number 97 yeah um, exactly literally the only or reason or 96 i mean He's a great movement guy. He's nice in isolation. Um, solid spot up shooter. He does a lot of things Very well. Very spot shooter. Um, on the Pacers, going to be a solid, you know, two way player for him. And I think he's got to be at ninety six because he's efficient. Um, you know, he's a guy who's going to, you know, average about sixteen and seven for you on efficient numbers. And you and his
0: usage will be going up, especially with sorry to cut you off, but yeah, especially yeah. with uh,
1: Malcolm going to the Celtics. Yeah, that
0: too. Even more reason that he's going to be more in the fold coming off this end.
1: So and then with Tyrese. Tyrese Halliburton's playmaking, I think it's gonna be it's gonna help him for sure. Help a lot with him being a very nice uh, spot up shooter. A lot of that playmaking and, and shooting will be nicely complemented. So uh, yeah, uh, I don't know where he went to college though. I don't think I'm trying to think of it right now. TJ. Uh, also, Spencer Denwood. He went to Colorado, by the way.
0: Colorado. Yeah. That's not, was not thinking that. And for our boy TJ, I got no clue. Oh, NC State. NC State and ACC. Yeah. Yep, 2011, 2014. Moving on to number 95, we have Payne's boy, Yusuf Nurkic. He averaged 15 points, 2.8 assists, and 11 boards. Not shabby for the big man for the Blazers, who is still somehow sticking by Dame's side, even after all the L's <laughs> they continue to take. Yeah. I'm just kidding. But, yeah, Yusuf is a very good big man, plays defense. He runs the pick-and-roll game really well with yep. – Dame, he doesn't get caught in tons of defensive mismatches like their former big man, N. S. Cantor, did. Oh my gosh, yes. So all he had to do was be better than that, and he'd be good. So right. I think Yusuf, Yusuf is solid. And if Dame keeps putting up Dame numbers, Yusuf is going to keep doing his thing also because they kind of right. go hand in hand. So I think Yusuf stock is still going up. So... Yeah, I think he's he's here to stay. He's here to stay in this top hundred. He's not falling out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll, I mean, I can say a lot about Yusuf. Uh, just signed a deal, four years, seventy mil. Oh yeah, give uh, him the bag. A, Let's go. A lot of people saying that was that was overpaid, but uh, maybe. A little. I mean, maybe a little bit, but you know, his raw numbers are pretty solid, and he's a guy like Chandler was saying. He's got great great screening talent. He's a lot. He does a lot um, in his role, and for his, like. For like and its overall impact to us winning, because a lot of that screening talent opens up downhill attacks for Dame, which he likes to do a lot. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that isn't really noticed unless you're like really, really watching the game. Because if you know, that's one of Dame's. That's that's one of the Dame's like most offensive play types is attacking downhill or getting to a jump shot, and and you need screening involved with that. And that and Nurkic is our best screener, so he does a lot of that. And he can. He's also getting to the point where. He's able to stretch the fore a little bit more. So that's that's another thing I like. And he's young too. Um, so he, I could definitely see him going up. Uh so yeah, um Yusuf Nurkic, not sure where he played in college. I'm pretty sure he was overseas. He's
0: from overseas. Yeah. 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 No, no college here. Right. We are we are correct about that. Yep. Moving on to number ninety-four, we have our boy Malcolm Brogdon. just like we just mentioned a few seconds ago, signed by or traded yeah. with to the Celtics. Right. Um, where he will be a role player now, which is kind of surprising. He's got averaged 19 points, five and five point nine assists, and five point one rebounds. He's a really solid player. He's kind of like the most average Indiana pacer player ever, so it's surprised that he got traded. You'd think he would have stayed there for longer. Yeah. But he's a good defensive guard, knows how to shoot. He's a very situational player. He's not stupid, yeah. not impulsive at all. He's like he's pretty mature for his age. He went to Virginia, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. I was about to say if I got that wrong, that would be fake of me. Yes. I was. Virginia. Okay. Yeah. He. Uh, I, to be honest, in in his career, I think being in Indiana kind of stagnated him. Not from like actually growing, but just from the public eye. Yeah. So we don't. People don't have him higher on their list, or like think of him as an actual good player. And especially now that he's on the Celtics, he's going to be kind of like their tier two guard. Mm-hmm. Uh so I guess I would just say he's gonna to have to regress just from more you just from the mere fact that his usage is going down so right. much. Right. Um so this might be the last time we see you on this list, Malcolm. So
1: yeah, and it's nice to have you. Right, right. Um I agree with Chandler. I mean, his his numbers this past year, despite being injured, were were very solid. Um, his shooting splits they can they can improve a little bit, especially from the three point area. Mm-hmm. He shot thirty-one percent from three. That's something that, you know, as the game's trending to more like of a three-point game. A guard can't do that. Yeah, he's got to be able to evolve and adapt with that. Um, But Joel Embiid shoots better from three. Right, he does. He shoots 37%. Um, But, yeah, Brogdon, one thing I like about him is his pace. He's not really that explosive, but Mm -hmm. if you put him in the pick and roll or if he's – ice or if he's in isolation, he's able to use his size a lot, and he's able to actually, like, he's a pretty good finisher, and his pace is nice. So that's something that you definitely need. You see guys like Luka Doncic, DeJounte Murray with incredible pace, and they're, you know, the, some of the best guards in the NBA. Um, so that's something that's very comparable, and I think something that will uh, that will last for a while, like with his career. Having pace is definitely a, a great asset to have. Um, and then he's a great two-way player, two-way guard. And if we do this based off of, like, you know, fitting your role, overall impact to winning. Uh-huh. He could, he could in the future go up on this list because I think coming off the bench he as a six man, he's going to like, I think his efficiency numbers go up, maybe like his scoring numbers go down. But, uh, but yeah, um, so I'm, I'm not sure where I'm at with, with Malcolm. I think okay. i lean more towards you because, you know, we, we do a lot. We, we judge a lot of these guys based off of production. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if your production is going, going down, even though you're, Very impactful. It's hard to measure that, and people like to see things that are measured. So, so uh, I'd probably lean with you.
0: Now, moving on to number ninety-four or three, number number ninety-three. We have Jaden Ivy. This dude. I mean, (laughs) the fact that he's this high on the list, I gave Payne a hard time for this, (laughs) but obviously, you know, rookie out of Purdue, playing for the Pistons. He's going to be a beast. He's an amazing defender, great three-point shooter, a real leader for the port. That Purdue team, obviously they lost right. to, um, what's it called? St. Peter's, which yeah. is a hilarious way to go out. Yeah. But they were a great team, and Jaden was the leader of that team. I think he translate great will translate great to the NBA. I don't know if I would have already put him above some of these guys, but I mean, me, me and Payne do see the yeah. value in him on that young Pistons team and how he's going to help evolve that team. So I think this is a very adequate spot. I don't think there's any way I could even try to say whether he goes up and down because he's only played summer league. He's right. never played in a real game. I can't even give an
1: opinion on that. But, right.
0: yeah, so far I guess he is adequately rated.
1: Yeah. Um, with Jaden Ivey, there's a lot of things I love about him. You know, he's so great at attacking downhill, getting to a spot. thing we we put in the, our criteria sheet about, like, what we value the most, I mentioned it. The second thing we value the most is scoring gravity, like getting to your spots, shot creation. That's something he does tremendously well. Um, like Chandler said, he shoots a high volume of threes. His efficiency is pretty solid, and that's even going to grow even more as he you know adapts. And then he you know he can score like pretty much any way you want, and that's something I really like a lot um, with these guys. And and uh, and also positional bias as well. He's you know he's a guard. We we value that a good bit, and then age as well, projecting all that stuff. So uh, I could definitely he's definitely going to go up. Um, like Chandler said, you know we haven't seen that much of him. We've only seen him in summer league, so hopefully no injuries or anything like that. If nothing like that happens, his stock is definitely going to raise because oh, this 100%. guy's this guy's got you know he's going to be a potential you know top eight guard, top yeah. ten guard in the league. A lot of talent, right? Exactly. Um, moving on to the number ninety-two, number t- ninety-two spot, we have Franz Wagner, you Franz. Know, Franz out of Michigan, also Jay Nivie. Chandler at Purdue, so yeah, we forgot about the whole. Uh, obviously, Franz, chemistry. like his brother,
0: is a Michigan man. Right. Um, the Magic Star. I mean, he averaged 15.2 points, 2.9 assists, and four and a half rebounds. A little low on the rebounds, but you obviously seen the points. Yeah. He is shown that he can score on the second or on the NBA level. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think this guy's got a lot of upside. He proves, proved that he can play in this league, even though a lot of people kind of doubted him. And he's proven to be a lot better than his brother. Obviously, you don't see his brother on this list. <laughs> right. Um. Shout out Mo. But, yeah, I think Franz on a young team with the Magic, with Wendell, Jalen Suggs, I think those guys around him will definitely help him become better. And, yeah, I see his stock going a teensy bit up. I'm not going to say he's going to be in the 80s in or in the uh, 70s in the next next year, but I can see him being in the 80s. So I okay. see him
1: taking a – Small increase. No, that's valid. I, I would probably say the same thing. Just because it is the magic, so that, that's right. why I said that. Right. With front with uh, Franz, I could I definitely see the same thing. Um, as far as his stock going up, I see him going probably in the 80s. You know, he's a long wing. He's versatile. He can shoot the three ball. He, you know, he can. And but the only thing I would say is maybe a little bit of his gravity of off the bounce of getting to the rim. Um, some of his explosiveness and athleticism can improve. Um, so mm-hmm. that's like the only knock I would have on him, but he's very, very smart. He only commits one and a half turnovers a game, um, and he's, he'll argue, arguably probably be you know maybe the, mag- the Magic's best player um, in this upcoming season. So mm-hmm. um, I would probably say I see his stock going up.
0: For sure. Now moving on to the number 91 spot, we have the GOAT, Russell Westbrook. <laughs>
1: I'm just kidding. He's not the GOAT, but...
0: <laughs> Russ, obviously an MVP, man, averaged triple-double for three
1: shrieks.
0: Yep, I think that sounded right. It's mm-hmm. insane. Obviously, he has fallen off tremendously. Sometimes he can't hit the side of a backboard to save his life. That is true. He cannot <laughs> shoot a three. He can't just shoot in general. But when it comes to leadership, defense, and just overall better in presence, Russ is still that guy. And although anyone wants to shit-talk him and act like he sucks, yeah. they're just being naive to the fact that he is still a great leader. I mean, even after all the cra- – the talk about him getting traded. He showed up to the this Lakers summer league game and was actually like helping the rookies and yeah. being like a coach to them. Even after all the shit he took, I think Russ is very important to a locker room and just getting an overall team team like atmosphere. Yeah. So For I sure. don't think he's going up because obviously he was a top fifteen player in the league, and he is now at we're number ninety one spot.
1: We're seeing regression. We're seeing he's tremendous
0: regression, but yeah. you know his career's probably got like one to three more years left. So we're going to save a rush for what we have left of him, and he is still a top 100 player regardless of the trolls.
1: Yeah, I mean, like Chandler was saying, you know, he averaged eighteen and a half, seven point one, seven point four. 7.1, 7.4. Raw numbers are great. Um, efficiency, 44%. And with UCLA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Efficiency, 44%, 30% splits, but the big thing is three, three 3.8 turnovers a game. That is awful. A lot of that stuff. Coming during crunch time, his overall IQ isn't bad. It's just in crunch time, situational he IQ. A little it's, silly. It's, yeah, he gets he, he gets a little silly. He gets a little careless with the ball, and that's the biggest knock is because he do, he's done it time and time again. Um, but I believe in uh, Darwin Ham and what his uh, what his goal is for Russell Westbrook this upcoming season, focusing more on defense and being a guy who's listen. We we value a lot of leadership. We value motor. We said that in the criteria sheet two things that. You know Russell Westbrook may be the best at in the mm-hmm. league, especially the motor part. Um, leadership is debatable. A lot of people think he could be a bad leader. I think that just comes from his intensity, mm-hmm. um, as far as like why people think he may be bad. But uh, overall, you know, his motor is never going to change, maybe the highest in the league. And he's 32, 33 years old. Um, so yeah, I, you got to put you got to keep him in the top 100 at Fast. least for this year. Um, but yeah, next re- year, we, we're not speaking re- for next year. Regression will come soon, though. Yeah, <laughs> soon, but. For now, for right. 2022,
0: 20, he's still here. Now, moving on to the number 90 spot and the last person for this podcast, we have the boy Scary Terry, Terry. out of Charlotte. Um, yeah, he averaged 16.4 points, 2.4 rebounds, and or no, 2.4 assists and 5.5 rebounds. Wow.
1: Yeah.
0: That is, that is kind of weird that, you, that Scary Terry is averaging – Double yeah. the rebounds that he does assist, but yeah, that's just the kind of guy he is. He's scary, Terry. <laughs> he he doesn't play games. He gets in the paint. Uh, yeah, he's a great player. I think he definitely is going up over the next few years. This Hornets team is young, and especially with the loss of Miles Bridges now to God knows what he's doing, Jeez. uh, this means Terry's usage will go up, and he'll right. be a more important scorer for this exactly. team. Exactly. Uh, so don't know if that's actually true, but no, that is true. But like, I'm saying if Miles is actually oh, not coming oh, oh, back, oh, oh, sorry. because. That is not confirmed, but yes. Miles is in a heap of trouble, so we'll save that for later. But yeah, I think Terry's a good player. He's proven that he's gotten better every year. Um, and this switch to Charlotte, people thought he might regress, getting all the money, and he really hasn't. He's shown that he's still the same guy he was in Boston, and yeah, I think he's here to stay. So.
1: Terry will be in the low 80s next year yeah he'll make
0: some improvement I'm confident
1: yeah and and I agree with Chandler he's going to probably be the second option as far as creating shots for this team behind LaMelo Ball maybe even number one because I think at this point in their career um, Terry Rozier is a little bit better of a creator of getting to the rim than LaMelo Ball is and LaMelo is more you know pass first guy creating setting up teammates and uh, that's the only knock on Terry is the fact that he's not great at uh Finding other teammates and being a you know a great playmaker as far as passing the ball, mm-hmm. but he doesn't really need to do that. So from that standpoint, as far as playing in your role and being solid, I could see his stock definitely going up because his numbers and efficiency is there, and uh, he's still young. He's like you know in the ages of what you would expect their prime to be. Yeah, like so, twenty. Uh, he's like twenty-two. Yeah, right, around twenty-three. That. Like that. Yeah. So and he went to
0: Louisville, correct? I think so. I'm like. Super positive on this. I'm just going to look it up to make sure I don't sound stupid. Your yeah, I was right. Louisville. Boom. Nice. All right. This has been our 100 through 90. Just a quick run through from 190. It goes Miles Turner, Isaiah Hartenstein, Kyle Kuzma, Spencer Dinwiddie, TJ Warren, Yusuf Nurkic, Malcolm Brogdon, Jaden Neiby, Franz Wagner, Russell Westbrook. And number 90, Scary Terry. Yep. Thank you all for listening to this podcast. If you need any more news on the Heat Check Podcast, make sure to follow us on Instagram at, like I said, the Heat Check Podcast. And thank you all for listening. Peace. Peace.